running has become an outlet, if you will, um, just to kind of be in my own space, to pour back into myself so I can show up for others. Um, so it really, running has definitely kind of been my foundation over the last decade plus. Women's running, running, running. Yes, you are listening to Women's Running Stories, the podcast where women share stories about their running experiences. I am Cherie Louise Turner. I am the host and producer of Women's Running Stories. And in this episode, you are going to hear from a woman who not only runs, but leads one of the largest running clubs in the country. I am honored to feature the running story of J.L. Alexander, CEO of Black Girls Run, a.k.a. BGR. A little background here, BGR was founded as a blog back in 2009 by Tony Carey and Ashley Hicks Rocha. By 2016, Black Girls Run had groups in 70 locations and a membership of 150,000 women. Today, Black Girls Run has groups in 75 locations and it has a national membership of over 258,000 runners. Yeah, you heard me right. 258,000 runners, all of them women and most of them black. And the mission of BGR is very straightforward, to encourage and motivate black women to practice a healthy lifestyle. The organization also exists to demonstrate that black girls do indeed run. And BGR is fulfilling its goals on both those fronts. Like JL told me, Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've definitely seen an increase of uh, representation, at least from Black women on the pavement. And just we have definitely seen the needle move in the right direction in terms of just kind of health statistics across the board that impact our community as well. So I really do believe Black Girls Run is really, you know, one of those those reasons that needle is moving and that representation is increasing. Yeah, for definitely for sure. Black Girls Run is making an impact, and key to that is not only the fact that JL is an incredible leader, she's also a fully participating community member, both for herself and for the community she serves, and she's going to tell you all about it. So let's get to it. Let's hear the running story of the woman behind one of the largest running clubs in the U.S., Starting with how she began her running journey, here is J.L. Alexander. I grew up in a household dedicated to health and fitness. My mom is a retired HBCU professor who taught health and phys ed and swimming. Um, she also played college volleyball. My dad played basketball overseas. So I've always been around health and fitness. Um, and then I was an athlete growing up as well. And then after uh, college and grad school, out on my own, exercise literally was like the last thing on my mind. Um, and I started, I met my now husband, started putting on that happy weight. And I was like, all right, I'm not feeling well. I'm not 
liking the skin that I'm in. Um, and then I also started experiencing like high blood pressure and headaches in my early 20s. And I was like, yeah, something is going left. So I had an awesome um, OB who was not quick to put me on a prescription. And she was like, JL, you got to get your health and fitness and your diet under control or, you know, this could really go left and you're too young for this to, you know, manifest any other way. So I was definitely a very, very fearless, you know, at that age of 23, 24, just, just very fearless, very, just nothing can stop me. And I think just hearing those health concerns really kind of just stopped me dead in my tracks. And I knew that I wasn't, I knew I was putting on weight, but it's kind of that thing, like, you know, I still feel good. I'm young. Um, nothing's going to impact me. And then when you hear it firsthand, it's like, oh, okay, we got to change this thing around. And you know, again, uh, from my influence of my my childhood and my parents and so forth, I knew I had to find something, and I knew I didn't want to go on medication either. So I think it was kind of a you know from both ends to really kind of. Uh, give me that charge, if you will, to go ahead and be accountable for my own health. I quickly signed up for a 10K training team uh, here in Richmond, where I live, um, and just fell in love with the sport of running. And that was in 2010. So from there, I uh, just started running, started um, training, and Black Girls Run, I was introduced to them um, by a colleague. My background is in marketing and PR. Um, and they introduced me to uh, BGR in 2012 and met with them. And literally that was 12 years ago. And so it was the best of both worlds where I could marry my professional passions of marketing and PR um, with running. Again, I was very young, so um, health, and changing my diet, changing my exercise regimen, those were something quick I could do to change it. And so I think that definitely gave me a sense of accomplishment, like, hey, you know, why haven't I been doing this a long time ago? Like, why did I allow it to go so left um, before kind of my back was up against the wall? But the fact that I was able to do that on my own, um, I think that's what kind of has continued to give me the encouragement to make sure that I continue to show up for myself as well. Um, and so uh, it really came as a health response, you know, kind of being reactionary to these headaches and high blood pressure that I was having. Um, and then over the years has really evolved into, one, my passion for the community that I serve, but then also just to continue to be healthy and active. So JL started her running journey to improve her health. And soon thereafter, not only became a member of BGR, but she also started working for the organization as the lead of marketing and PR. Six years later, in 2018, when founders Tony and Ashley were looking to move on from the organization, JL was in a prime position to take over as CEO. <laughs> I'm going to be completely transparent. And when I was presented the opportunity to um, purchase the company, I said no. Uh, I, you know, my husband and I were six years ago was at a, were at a point where like we don't need any more debt. We want to slow down. We were ready to you know start having children. 
And I was like, yeah, I've seen the behind the scenes and I'm, no, this doesn't sound like the best thing for me to do right now. And so something just kept itching at me. And it was like, Jill, like, if you don't do it, then who is? Like, you're presented this very unique opportunity. Like, go ahead and step out there. So, um, you know, with those thoughts and ideas, and then I presented the idea to some family and friends because I did not have the capital to buy the company out. And so I uh, put some business plans together and had uh, some awesome family and friends to really rally behind me and were like, JL, here's a check, pay us back. We've seen you, you know, hitting the pavement, working hard for this organization to have somebody, you know, a business owner in our family, like that would be amazing. And so between the support of my family and friends, that really kind of motivated me to just step out there on faith. And like I said, that's been six years ago now. In that time, BGR has continued to grow and JL has become a mom twice over. Yeah, so uh, I thoroughly, I would probably be, I don't know, one of the few or I thoroughly enjoy pregnancy for both my son and my daughter. Um, I reached my heaviest weight, uh, 304 pounds uh, with my son about 12 hours before going into labor. Um, And I was just so heavy, so bloated. Uh, but with my son, I ran a half marathon at seven months pregnant. I stayed active through the entire pregnancy, but just, I don't know, the weight came on very fast with him. I probably gained about a good 50 to 60 pounds with my son, my first pregnancy. But after my son, the weight came off like ridiculously. I got back almost to my, my high school weight all the way down to like 180. Um, and that's that's the plight that I'm on now. <laughs> um, so I exercise, um, you know, I breastfed my son for almost three years, which I don't um, I don't recommend for anyone. But <laughs> but yeah, so I you know, if it was something if it's something that you do before pregnancy and, you know, you get clearance from your doctor to continue doing through pregnancy, I highly encourage it. Um, it made my labor and delivery very easy, um, per se, um, very quick. And it allowed my postpartum to be an easier recovery. Also, postpartum for me was much harder um, than pregnancy. And it was not really about the adjustment of my body. Well, you know, hormonally, yes, but really just the adjustment of motherhood, period. So no longer could I get up at 6 a.m. and go for a run and not be, you know, watching the clock. Now I have to make sure that, you know, someone is accounted for, uh, make sure that I have to pump before I go out for a run, make sure that I'm back in time, you know, to accommodate my husband's schedule. So it's a lot more things in the cookie jar that you have to be accountable for just postpartum motherhood period. And so that's what has made, uh, you know, probably my running journey that much more complicated now, just because I have to be mindful of my schedule or my son have basketball practice or does he have a game this weekend? Can I sign up for the this race? You just have to be accountable for other people now. And so that's what makes it so much more difficult. I was still healthy um, and active through my daughter's pregnancy. Um, she's I got pregnant about two years after my son. 
um, didn't gain as much weight, but I definitely bounced back a lot much faster. Um, and like, again, I'm on this plight again to getting back down to my college high school weight again. Uh, and my daughter will be two in April. So um, yeah, it's but motherhood definitely adds some variety to uh, to your running training schedule. That's for sure. You know, my long day runs are, can't be Saturday mornings anymore. They have to be during the week while my kids are at school. Um, you know, I can't get in night runs because my nights are dedicated to cooking dinner, getting the kids ready for bed and starting my day all over again. So you have to be definitely much more intentional and really plan out your schedule, um, you know, which with much more precision to make sure that you are blocking off that time to get those runs in, but it's not impacting everything else on your schedule as well. So it does take some maneuvering, does take some sacrifice, um, but it can be done for sure. JL continues to adjust to life's shifting circumstances, and she remains fully aware that however much life might change, there is one clear fact about running that does not change. It's a fact that makes this sport very rewarding, but also very challenging. Yeah, running is not easy at all. Sometimes a three-mile just easy maintenance run can feel like, dang, I just, you know, I feel like a semi just hit my body. Your body is constantly changing. You know, um, you may get a good night's rest or you may not eat the best, but yeah, your body is constantly changing. And so you don't know what your body is going to feel like. I did an eight mile run last week and I was like, dang, I think I could have put in a couple more miles. And then I ran three miles today and I was like, why is my thighs tight? <laughs> so, you know, you never know what you never know what you're going to get served. Uh, your body can definitely it's a it's definitely sometimes a crapshoot. Like sometimes the easiest runs can feel like the hardest, but just that sense of accomplishment and just that feel good uh, feeling. Um, once you're done, I know I'm going to feel so much better after a run. So even if I don't feel like showing up for myself, I know I have to push through just to do something. Even if I need to do four miles, but I, you know, I end up only doing two, like at least I did something to show up for myself. So I, I would, I, I try to push through as much as possible. And that desire to keep pushing through is motivated by some very clear and steady goals. Right now, my goal is to always stay half marathon ready. Um, so I'm just coming off of uh, the Chicago Marathon in October, and I don't have an itch right now for another marathon anytime soon. Not to say that it won't happen or will happen, but at least if it does happen, I don't want to feel like I'm starting from square one and having to build myself all the way up again. So I want to stay half ready. Um, but then also, you know, I have two small children now. So making sure that, you know, I have, I'm staying healthy and active and they are seeing me, mommy, you got a race this weekend or mommy, you got a medal this weekend that they're watching me as well. And from what I, my mom instilled in me, I hope that I am slowly planting those seeds in my children as well. So, I, you know, I have a motivation to show up for my community, myself, but then also my children as, you know, my legacy that I, that I leave them or just teaching them a lifestyle like, hey, start this early, <laughs> incorporate this early so, you know, you don't have to be uh, reactionary to health issues and so forth. 
And it's definitely my me time. I used to do the whole stroller running thing that wasn't my cup of tea or my kid's cup of tea. Um, so I tried that out for a little bit. And then when that didn't work, I'm like, oh, that works for me. Cause that means I can just go by myself. So <laughs> it's definitely a time for me to clear my head. Um, sometimes I have the best business ideas while I'm just out on the pavement, like, Hey, maybe we should try this or, oh, I forgot to send that email. So, um, just an opportunity to have some clarity and just kind of be just me. But then also, you know, when I come home, my kids are like, mommy, why are you sweating? Like, I just went for a run. Or when I finish a race, like they want to put on my medal. So they're able to share in that accomplishment. And again, you know, I'm hoping I'm planting like little seeds in them now that they understand like the importance of, you know, being healthy and active. And stepping back from her individual motivations, JL maintains a full appreciation of what she is a part of and what she helps continue to build. I always say this, the running community is very special. There's a sense of trust. Uh, there's a sense of accountability. There's just a level of respect that you don't find in other communities. I'm a part of a lot of other communities as well, whether it's um, you know being a part of a sorority or um, I don't know, just you know overall, um, you know other social clubs. But there is something I would definitely say that there is something different about running because it takes a lot to be a runner and. Once you are part of that and understand that, then you also understand the journey that other runners are on or just the dedication, the accountability, uh, the sacrifice, especially if you're training for longer races. You understand that people are really making it a part of their livelihood. And I think that's, that's what makes our common thread between each other so much closer. And from a trust aspect, especially for Black Girls Run, you literally are putting yourself out there to say, hey, I want to start running. I want to find a community to run with. And then you show up sometimes at the crack of dawn to meet a stranger that you haven't met before, but because we have this common thread of wanting to be healthy and active and wanting to run, for some reason, that's a level of trust that I'm okay with meeting somebody in a Kroger parking lot at 6 a.m. <laughs> it's just the oddest thing or saying, hey, I'm traveling to this race. I'm looking for a roommate. And again, it's just a level of trust because we're running together. We are bonded by the pavement immediately. Um, and so that we find that in our community, but I just find that across the board, like, hey, you're a runner. Like, hey, I want to find a doctor that's a runner as well, because it's a lifestyle that everybody doesn't understand. It really, truly is a lifestyle. And so we want to find, you know, providers, whether it's a doctor or a dentist that are also runners or, hey, you know, oh, did you go, you know, you see somebody in running gear or have a bib on or a medal on, like it's an immediate conversation starter. Um, so it's just a, it's something definitely very different about the running community that kind of once you get pulled in, there's no, there's no leaving. <laughs> now, JL isn't only showing up to run for health, to be an example to her children, for her community, or for me time. She's also running to be race ready because towing the line is its own special experience every single time. 
those butterflies that you have when you show up to a race, they really don't go away. Uh, whether this is your 10th 10K or your first marathon, that energy and adrenaline that you have the morning of a race does not go away. But then also that sense of accomplishment when you push through that finish line, those are two um, feelings that are really indescribable that really keep me to show up, continue training, um, to continue signing up for races. Those are two feelings that you really can't get anywhere else. And I don't know if it's the feeling of like, hey, I want to do my, that feeling of, hey, I just want to do my best today, or I want to do better than my last race. But it's just, I don't know, it's it's really that sense of accomplishment, like, hey, I'm doing something that everybody doesn't do. But this is something that JL does a lot. She pins on a number regularly, sometimes as part of BGR, and... Every so often, she does take a moment to just show up for herself, like she did at the end of last year, 2023. I finished off, November was supposed to be my last race for the season. It was right before Thanksgiving. And then I added on an impromptu trip uh, out to LA. And I'm kind of on half on, half off the fence for this 50 state challenge to do uh, half marathons in each half marathon or a marathon in each state. And so I was like, Hey, well, I'm going out to LA. Let me just look up a race. Um, and so I found another half marathon that I could do out, uh, near the LA area while I was out there. So I ended up tacking on this half marathon, uh, very last minute, like two weeks before traveling and didn't tell anybody I was doing the race. I was traveling with my best friend. I knew she wasn't going to run with me. So I really was just kind of jumping out there on my own. Um, but very often when I do races, they are part of BGR. And while I love our community, you know, love being a part of all of the energy that we bring to the pavement, sometimes uh, I have that uh, just kind of personality where I just want to run and just run for JL and not run on behalf of BGR or part of BGR or see, you know, a million and one faces in the audience, but just kind of be among just the runners and just enjoy the space, enjoy the music, enjoy the environment with no pressure of everything else. And so I did this half marathon. I did the 5K on Saturday, did the half marathon on Sunday morning, and it was a dope experience just to be out there and nobody knew who I was. Uh, And it sounds kind of crazy, but that's how I just kind of ended the year was like, it was an opportunity for me to do a lot of reflection. Like, hey, I've showed up for a lot of people this year, um, planned a lot of events on behalf of BGR, uh, you know, kind of given a million hugs, sh- shook another a million hands. Um, but this race is just for me. And I mean, it was amazing. Um, you know, I love, again, I love our community. And, you know, I just left a race this past weekend down in Tampa where there were over a hundred of us black women on the pavement. And so, you know, we're running by each other. Hey, Jay, great job. High five here and hugs and pictures and all of that. But just to show up to a race and not have to pull out a camera or just listen to my music and just be still and just enjoy those 13 miles, you know, in my own head, 
um, it was very enjoyable and I don't get to do that often. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. Having closed out the year with some time to reflect and get rejuvenated, JL was back to giving hugs and high fives, representing and supporting BGR. Because much like running itself, leading such a huge organization is at once really hard and tremendously rewarding. Uh, it's a lot, but it's a it's a humbling blessing at the same time to be able. We were just like I said, we were just in Tampa this past weekend, and I met women that uh, flew in from Vegas and Cali. And you're like, and I'm like, wow, like we really impact women to really give up an entire weekend, you know, spend money, get on a flight, and then show up to run a 5K or a half marathon or what have you, like. Sometimes I say it out loud. I'm like, dang, that's the type of impact that we're really making. So yes, our footprint is huge. Um, our membership is massive. And it's a such a gratifying feeling to know that we have such an impact like that in the community. JL keeps showing up as a leader of an organization that is making a huge impact. And she keeps showing up as a member and role model. And she's got goals all her own. Yeah, so I'll be hitting a few new states uh, this year, uh, you know, continuing on my path of slowly hitting the 50. Uh, (laughs) But again, just to stay half marathon ready, I really want my best time um, for a half marathon was 214. So I would love to, that was back in 2019 or 2020. Um, So, and that was during COVID where just, all we were doing was running. Um, so uh, I really want to get back to just those days where I was just a little bit of faster on the pavement. Um, so yeah, just continuing to push myself and get back to a faster speed and a healthier weight. So those are kind of some of kind of my personal goals. And that does bring us to the end of J.L. Alexander's running story on the podcast. A big thank you to J.L. Alexander. I am so honored to feature her story on Women's Running Stories. So thank you, J.L., so much for your time and everything you are doing to make the running community better for Black women and for us all. I have been wanting to feature JL on the podcast for a long while now, and I am so happy that that day has finally come. I also wanted to point out that, yes, JL is looking to do a half marathon or marathon in every state. And we featured another guest a while back who did complete a half marathon in every state. And she tells the story up until almost the end of that journey, and that is Tiffany Chenault. And she has a fantastic running story herself that I will link to in the show notes. And Tiffany is the Boston ambassador for Black Girls Run. So please have a listen to that episode. Also in the show notes, I will link to how you can keep up with JL Alexander on social media And, of course, how you can keep up with Black Girls Run. Two big things going on with the organization this year is that they will be hosting their Sweat With Your Soul conference in September in Chicago. And also happening this fall is Black Girls Run will be dropping its 
first shoe in collaboration with Saucony. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate you being here. And I would also love it if you would rate and review the show. This helps the show grow. And it is my goal for more people to hear these women's running stories. So yeah, I would really appreciate you rating and reviewing women's running stories. All right, that does do it for me. That brings us to the end of this episode. I am Cherie Louise Turner. I am your host and producer. And until next Friday, I do wish you joyful and healthy strides forward. Women's running, running, running. Running stories. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.